Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, June the 15th, and we come to you after a brutal Phillies loss last night. Just a classic Phillies Marlins stinker. Uh, I mean, obviously, a very exciting game, a thrilling game, a high-scoring, back-and-forth, long game, but ultimately one that ends in a, ends in a, a bad way. <laughs> For our Phillies and uh, and a frustrating loss and a lot of blame to go around for it. I mean, Rob Thompson makes potentially his first real mistakes as a manager. Juris Familia can't stand watching that guy pitch. I want him off this team in the worst way. Oh, same goes for Corey Canable minus the off the team part, but certainly want that guy out of the closer role. And man, JT Romito, what a disastrous night for JT. He was awful and probably played a, a as big a role as any single person in them losing that game last night. Just a, a really rough showing um, and a bummer. Look, it, uh, it's a big game today coming up as it is a day game, so they get at it early, get right at it after the, the loss last night, get that loss out of their minds but um but certainly you know for us we certainly wake up with it fresh on our minds as it was uh it was a tough again just a, a really tough way to go down and you know with the marlins it always feels so familiar when when these things happen and uh and it was a, a brutal one and again you have you know real real people to point to for it look um you know i think you know with the uh the nine-game winning streak and the good vibes and then the comeback win against Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins and, and, you know, winning that game against the Marlins two games ago, you know, you start to think, all right, it's for real. And I still think you can think that, you know, just because they lost the game yesterday doesn't mean that they're not a good baseball team. But I do think, and we'll dive into it, yesterday did, you know, highlight some of the the concerns you can and should have about this team, you know, obviously, particularly the bullpen where, you know, it's, uh, and even Sir Anthony gave up a homer yesterday, but, you know, I think we all feel really good about Sir Anthony, but, um, you know, obviously between Juris Familiar and, and Corey Canable yesterday, just a, a real, um, a real shining a real light on, on the deficiencies in the bullpen in important spots, you know, uh, familiar, has not been used in super high leverage situations or really high leverage situations at all since Rob Thompson took the reins, so to speak. 
And look, last night was a four-run game when Familia came into the game. Sadly, he left it as a one-run game. But, um, you know, he was signed for a, a good chunk of money for a one-year deal. And he hasn't been able to deliver. You know, he was signed to pitch high-leverage innings. And he can't even live up in the kind of high-leverage. And certainly, the you know, the not high-leverage. So um, that's a real issue. And then Knable, obviously, you know, when you... We've talked about it so many times, but when Sir Anthony Dominguez is the only guy that you really feel super confident in every time he he takes the hill, I mean that's a real problem, and you know it um it's it's certainly frustrating because bullpen issues have not been something that's foreign to us here in Philadelphia the last few years. And it's a shame that it seems to just keep coming back to this, but you know, here we are and it's a shame because they certainly played well enough offensively to win last night, nine runs, you know, what a shame for Reese Hoskins who has one of the games of his career, four hits, two homers, six RBI career high. I mean, he was awesome. And it's a, you know, we'll talk about Reeves, but it is funny. He's just the the most hot and cold guy there's ever been. But, you know, for, for the offense to put up a nine spot, for Reeves to have the night he did, for Eflin to to settle in after, a, a, you know, a, a really rough first inning. And, you know, I think the first decision Rob Thompson made, maybe the worst decision he made all game was bringing – was taking Eflin out in the spot there in the seventh because it, it did seem like Eflin was cruising after that first inning. But let's dive into the game. We'll go through it all and kind of react again. Uh, tough tough way to lose. Tough night for Rees to lose that game. And, yeah, I really do think, and we'll get to the matchup, and, and they do get a break as there will be no Pablo Lopez going up against him, who, you know, I think, um, you know, is obviously one of the better pitchers in baseball this season. He's had a great year. Um, but uh, uh, coming back from a wrist bruise, uh, so won't be going. So we'll see what happens with that from pitching perspective from the Marlins. But if it's not Pablo Lopez, that's a an advantage. You know, whoever else they're going to put in there, you never know. With the Phillies, obviously, they can make anyone look better than they are. But, um, again, let's get to the game last night and a tough one. The Phillies do, um, and it was particularly tough because, you know, it, it does feel like a classic Phillies, Marlins, Joe Girardi era type of loss. And, you know, we've seen so many of those. And, you know, the pain felt so real and so um, familiar, again, is really the word for it. Um, But um, it was also frustrating even more so because of the way they've played the last couple weeks and the way they played in the first game of the series and coming back to win that one that – you know, throughout, you kind of had a feeling like they, they actually might have this and, and they're going to win this. And it was frustrating. First inning, again, Eflin really struggled in the first, gives up four runs in the first, a pair of two-run homers, um, just really unable to get anything going. Got the first two outs easy and then a double, a homer, a single, a homer, um, and all of a sudden it's 4 nothing. But then the Phillies chip away. Nothing in the first, but but Eflin settles in. Eflin would go six innings and give up uh, only those four runs. And you know, I think again that was that was an issue with Thompson is is him pulling him. It was six innings, four runs, five hits, no walks, four strikeouts. You know, Eflin ended up giving you a solid outing when you you know after the first inning, he was basically five innings and a couple hits and nothing. You know, 
And uh, it was only at 80 pitches. That's what's so confusing about Rob Thompson's decision in that spot. Um, but, you know, there's there's nothing you could do, um, obviously, other than hopefully learn from it. But, you know, I think that decision there to take Eflin out at 60 pitches, and the Phillies did have a lead at that point because, you know, Reese Hoskins, that's <laughs> basically the best way to put it, as um, – was frustrating because the Phillies should add more runs. But again, JT Romito, just a, a brutal, brutal night. You know, had an opportunity with the bases loaded, one out early in the game, grounds into a double play. Had another opportunity in the third, bases loaded, no outs. Excuse me, bases loaded, one out, grounds out. Could have been a double play if hit harder. It wasn't, but, you know, beats it out to first. So they only get the one, but the one run scores. So one run scores there, 4-1. And then the bottom of the fourth, Reese Hoskins, a three-run shot, crushes one as Hoskins had a hit earlier in the game as well. And then the Phillies start to pour it on a bit. They get a couple more in the six as Alec Bowman, RBI single, that scores two. And then a couple more after that in the sixth, uh, excuse me, in the fifth, as our Reese Hoskins, RBI double, knocks in two Hoskins. Again, just a, a, a beast of a night, uh, a single, a double, two homers, six RBI. Um, so the Phillies are up 8-4, and, you know, Eflin, again, just mows them down the sixth. The Phillies don't score in the sixth. We get to the seventh, and, and for some reason, at 80 pitches after Eflin had literally just been dominant. I mean, he had retired... 12 Marlins in a row, excuse me, 13 Marlins in a row. Um, you know, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And yes, Eflin started rough and it was a rough, you know, beginning of the game, but he was settled in, man, and only at 80 pitches. So, you know, I think there you can place a, a lot of blame on Rob Thompson for that one last night. That was a bad decision and, and it blew up in his face immediately as Juris Amelia comes in and promptly... Gives up a three-run homer. It's 8-7. And, uh, you know, frustrating is a good word for it in that moment as, uh, you know, you're kind of cruising along. Then Sir Anthony comes in, and, and wouldn't you believe it, Sir Anthony gives up a homer to Jazz Chisholm. That's when you know you're going bad on a bullpen night when, when Sir Anthony is is struggling. Sir Anthony Gets out of the inning after that. It's 8-8. Eight, eight. We go to the 8th. Uh, the Phillies don't score in the 7th. We get through the top of the 8th as Brad Hand, the only Phillies reliever to get through unblemished. Technically, Andrew Bellotti did, um, you know, but he gave up uh, runs, uh, just not on his record, to Knable. Though, you know, look, if JT catches the ball, we'll get to it. You know, I don't know if Bellotti... It's hard to blame Bellotti too much. I think Bellotti did a, a fine job considering the situation. Um, we'll get to that. But Brad Hand does pitch a clean seventh. Look really good. Nice to see is, you know, the more guys you can maybe count on, and Hand has been better than most, um, is something. And uh, and then we get to the eighth, and, and Reese comes through again. His second homer, a solo shot, 9-8. And we head to the ninth, 9-8 uh, Phillies lead, and, and you know, I didn't know what they were going to do because I didn't even know Gnable was available because he had had the injury, and uh, and all of a sudden he's on the hill. And, you know, and that was the game. You know, that, that's the, the best way to put it is Gnable just uh, melts down. Um, just a brutal, brutal, brutal ninth inning. Does not get an out. Um, 
Now, to be fair, the uh, the first play of the inning was an error on Boehm. Uh, you know, it's an error on Boehm, but Reese could have had it. I actually, you know, can't kill Reese for anything last night, but I thought he should have had that ball. I thought it was a scoopable throw by Boehm, but either way, runner on first, and then um, it goes to, to hell from there. Uh, you know, he stole second, but then a walk, another walk, an RBI single, and it's a tie game with the bases loaded, no out. And uh, honestly, you know, I think he probably should have gotten Knable out of there even sooner um, after the third batter, after the bases were loaded, but leaves him in, gets another run there. And then Bilotti comes in and actually, you know, did a nice job, had a real chance there, gets the first batter to fly out to left field, shallow left field. So, you know, thank God with Schwarber's arm. No one scores, tie game still, and then, uh, Jesus Aguilar at the plate, and you know Bilotti beats him. He beats him. He gets Aguilar to pop out to the catcher, and yes, JT had to run pretty much to the fence there, to the netting. You know it wasn't the easiest play in the world, but the ball was in his glove, and it pops out. And wouldn't you know it, the next pitch or a couple pitches later, Aces Aguilar just pokes one into right field, just past the outstretched glove of Nick Castellanos. And that was it. it scores two, the Marlins take 11-9 lead, and they finish it off in the ninth. And again, just a, a brutal loss. And there are multiple things you can point to, again, um, I think, where the blame can, you know, be parsed out in many ways and, and a lot of moments and whatnot. But I think really for last night, four people deserve the most blame. And, and really the three later, Rob Thompson, I think definitely deserves some blame for the Eflin decision. I mean, it really was a bad decision in the moment. I think most people felt like at 80 pitches and cruising, retiring 13 straight, looking really good since the first inning, that Eflin had another inning in him or certainly had the, the chance to get another inning in him. And certainly was a more welcomed uh, attempt to give him another inning than to give Juris Familia an inning. For Phillies fans, I can promise you that. But that was a bad decision. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't Thompson's best night. I would have pulled Knable a little quicker. You know, obviously I don't like the idea that Knable's still in the ninth inning. You can blame that on on Thompson as well. Um, But, you know, I think that the three biggest parcels of blame so to speak last night go to uh juris Amelia, cory canable and, and jt jt um you know i think you have to give the most blame too because he had multiple things that cost the game you know the fact that he had multiple opportunities with the bases loaded and and came through with an rbi ground out that could have been a double play ball in them and really did little offensively and has really been lost offensively for the most part this season. And then had that chance to make the play. Also had some, you know, bad plays earlier, a bad throw on the stolen base attempt in extras. And, and again, just to, to not catch that ball, I mean, that was that was easy as it comes. You know, nah, it's not fair. Again, it wasn't super easy, but it, but it's easy enough, especially for, quote-unquote, the best catcher in baseball, especially for someone who, you know, with the way he's hitting, is really only earning that moniker with uh, with his defense, you know. So he's got to be extraordinary, and he's ordinary. And that was a, a real problem, and he played a massive role in them losing that game. And, and look, it's also a bigger problem, you know, 
Uh, he is obviously signed for a lot of money, $23.5 million a season. He's got three more years left after this, I believe. So, um, and obviously is certainly not improving, you know, and, you know, obviously regressing from, from when the contract was signed. So that's a real concern in general moving forward. I don't know. Look, I don't think they're going to move on from JT now. I don't think they're trading him. I don't think anyone's giving anything substantial with that contract. Um, and I know, look, a lot of people are like, bring up Logan O'Hoppy. And, and I, look, do I think Logan O'Hoppy could be better than what we're seeing from JT right now? Maybe. You know, I think we all always get a little carried away with bring up the prospect and he'll be great right away. Um, so he probably wouldn't. And, you know, I joke, you know, put Garrett Stubbs in. And I do like Stubbs. I think Stubbs has played really well when given the opportunities. But look, JT. You know, when you look around baseball and compare it to other catchers, he's not the worst catcher in baseball, but he's not the best, that's for damn sure. And he certainly um, shouldn't be batting fifth in the lineup. You know, he shouldn't be um, playing every day and, and not getting Stubbs in there. I mean, Stubbs has been good and given opportunities. Um, and ultimately, Romito just has to be better. I mean, he has to be for the money he's making. It's a, it's a real issue for this team. Like we said, the the loss highlighted some issues. And then the other two, are, you know, obviously are part of the biggest issue right now, the bullpen. And Familian and Knabel are our problem. You know, Familian's a problem in that he was brought in. And again, for a team that, yes, they went over the luxury tax and shouts to John Middleton, that is awesome, and they needed to. But it's still a team that was up against it without filling all these holes and didn't, you know, go nuts over the tax. They just went one player over the tax. So... You know, you got to hit on those seven, six, five, eight million dollar signings like a Juris Familio, I believe, got six or seven or whatever it was. I mean, that's a that's a tough miss. That's a tough miss for a team like this. They need to hit on those guys. And it's a it's a clear miss. I mean, Familia is unpitchable, certainly in meaningful situations. And he was brought in to be a seventh, eighth inning guy. I mean, he was brought in to, to pitch meaningful innings. For this team in meaningful games that's why he was signed and look i didn't like the sign when they made it i don't think he's been reliable for a while you know he's definitely had some some great seasons in major league baseball he's a talented pitcher but um i, I have not seen that guy for a while and you know that's that's ultimately what what's bearing out this season is the guy that i thought we were getting and it's a shame because it's a it's a real issue again this team can't miss on those type of signings they don't have the infrastructure the talent and again they've had so many bad contracts and so many issues that that's why they're you know so cap strapped as it were and they went over it but you know they still had to hit on those moves you know look at the pen and familiar's one of the biggest money guys and and that's a big miss and and the other big money guy this offseason like biggest was canable and that's uh again um that's a really big miss right now and Knable has, prior to the last few weeks, not been horrible. You know, he started the season okay. He's had some bad moments. But, you know, the numbers were all right. I, you know, I think he had a 3-2-4 ERA going to, to last night. I'm sure it's it's gone up since, you know, those runs would be charged to him. I uh, gave up three, essentially. Um, I guess that first one was an error, so so that one wouldn't count, but the rest would. Regardless, um he can't be the closer right now. I mean, and honestly, I think he's probably hurt, right? I mean, you know, when they had the issue with the forearm stuff and all that, or the shoulder it was. Um, but regardless, I mean, he can't pitch in the ninth inning. And 
And the bigger problem is, yeah, moves for Anthony in the ninth. That's fine. I'm I'm with it. But you know, you lose that guy who comes into these these really high leverage situation games. That Sir Anthony's been kind of playing the role with Thompson. So, um, you know, and they don't have other guys like we just talked about. I mean, who you trust? Who you bring in? That's why. You know, I think if if you look at this team and say, what do they absolutely have to do if they want to make the playoffs? They have to they have to trade for levers. I mean, they have to, or they have to you know bring up young guys and hope they're they're good enough like like Francisco Morales. But I mean, I just I don't expect that. I don't know how you could expect that. So you know, I think you have to take an A ball the ninth. I mean, he's just it's 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 just undoable. I mean, we see it. You know, he's got the ips right now as far as ninth inning goes. We see it having to. Phillies closers all the time, um, and he's just not effective. But again, what else are you doing? Well, who's pitching? You know, we had to see Andrew Velotti come in 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 a tie game with the bases loaded in the ninth inning last night. You know, with and 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 he did a nice job comparatively. You know, again, he he ultimately gave up the runs, and you know, who knows what happened if JT catches it? Maybe if JT catches it, the next hitter gets a hit. But you know, Velotti did get the next hitter out. Um, you know, when he faced him. So, you know, it's tough to blame Bilotti for that one last night. But ultimately, the fact that Andrew Bilotti is the guy who has to go come in that spot. And look, Connor Brown's been good. I, I like, I feel like I'm starting to get back to where I was before with him as a circle of trust kind of guy. But, you know, not there yet. And there's just this, you know, Brad Hand's been good. But he's also given up, you know, the numbers, the ERA is low. But it, you know, he's given up inherited runners. He hasn't been great. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's the real flaw with this team, and I'm excited about this team still, even though last night was a, a gut, gut-wrenching loss, a classic Phillies-Marlins loss, a um, bringing me back to a time and a place memory loss that I hate. You know, don't do this to me. Um, I hated it. It was a it was a bummer of a night, and it, again, it was long. They took four hours to beat the soul out of me, um, which, again... You know, a real common evening for us Phillies fans the last few years. You know, it felt like we've done this before and, and will again. But um, I still feel good about where they're at. I still think they're going to win more games than they lose moving forward. And, you know, that's why, you know, today's a big one. I, I want to see them bounce back after a tough loss last night. You know, I think to win that first game the way they did and to kind of flip it around and let the Marlins win last night, kind of like how they won the night before in terms of dramatic fashion and the comeback and, you know, the Marlins get the big lead, then lose it, then come back. I mean, that was a really nice win for them last night. As much as we talk about it being a horrible loss for the Phillies, which it is, um, it was also a, a horrible loss. I mean, a, a great win for the Marlins. You know, you can flip around that way and say, you know, they battled back. They got big hits. They got big home runs. They took advantage of Philly's mistakes. They took advantage of Philly's bad pitching and, and credit to them. So that's what makes today so interesting. And uh, we'll see who the Marlins throw out there. It'll be Kyle Gibson for the Phillies. So. You know, not the best, but someone who has been solid for this team. And, and you know, I kind of trust Gibby. I trust him more than Ranger Suarez, if that says anything. But um, it is a uh, it's a really interesting game here today. You know, I think this is one a day game, um, a getaway day type of game. You know, Philly's only going to Washington, so not a big getaway day. But, you know, the Marlins heading out. So um, it's going to be really interesting. And, and Gibby, you know, I think Gibby will give him a solid one. Um, 
So it's a question whether the bats can show up and whether they can bounce back from this. I would like to see them win decisively today. You know, I want to see them win, period. You know, like I said, coming in the series, I said take two or three. And it's a bummer because, again, that game last night felt like it was a win when we should have known better, right? But but no, no, we don't have to feel that way anymore, we thought. Um, so it was a real conflict of emotions type game. But um, I think it's a big one today. I think if they can bounce back, that'll that'll really show us something. And then they head into this Washington series that, you know, really should be something they can handle. A five-game series with a Washington team that is one of the worst in baseball and certainly the worst in the division. So, you know, hopefully they can take advantage of that. And, and it starts – by winning today and taking the series against the Marlins. Winning against the series against the Marlins. You know, they they need to do this. I, I really, I think for Phillies fans to, to really start to buy in, these are the type of games they need to win. So, we'll see. Get me on the hill. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.